When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the playoff edition of the Swellcast. I'm David Kitchen, joined by Mr. Total 05 and joined by two guys that uh, have been supporting me throughout my journey to lose some weight, Davis Maddock and Peter Overzet. Guys, are you ready for some playoff slates? I'm loving I'm it, pretty, Dave. I'm pretty pumped, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, my focus right now, I've uh, been grinding these uh, – underdog uh, playoff uh, best ball tournaments of which I am an investor, full disclosure. Uh, yeah. But I am excited to talk about the DFS slates as well, Dave. Yeah, for sure. Um, for those that are like, oh, Kitchen's got a lot of extra energy. Listen, that's what a healthy diet and a regular exercise routine that features cardio does for you. So appreciate all the love that I got on Twitter. Uh, my love language is words of affirmation. So all the positive, all the gathering of positivity on Twitter really appreciate that and uh and peter i appreciate your your gift of, as well yeah so you know people know that we had a swap in the uh underdog best ball mania of uh full disclosure i am an investor there and yeah. <laughs> uh i owed kitchen a 37 dollar and 50 cent uh valued gift and i did cash that in on a uh, dairy queen blizzard that was delivered mm -hmm. to dave's house about a half hour ago what was the look on your face uh, when you open the door, Dave. Well, see, I was expecting Davis's fried chicken delivery. And so when I saw, and then I saw your tweet, I'm like, I better go down there because my <laughs> wife is like doing a webinar for work, like leading the webinar. And this is, there's just a guy standing at the door. I have no idea how long he was there for, but he's like, this is for Peter uh, and gave it to me. And I'm like, it was a, a huge cake. Like, no writing on it or anything, just one big ice cream cake. And then I look at it, and it's an Oreo Blizzard cake from Dairy Queen. Have you ever had one of those? I have, buddy, I have. And, <laughs> and they are delicious. Uh, my birthday is coming up in a week, so if I can find some room in the, free, in the freezer for this bad boy, I might just hold off uh, on that. And then uh, Davis, you got me. You got me Zaxby's. What was your thinking behind Zaxby's? Just the only fried chicken that you could find? Um, no, there was Bojangles. There was no Popeyes though. I was hoping to order you three spicy chicken sandwiches to see if you could wolf them all down in the show. But then when I got onto Zaxby's, I was like, oh, you know, Kitchen has kids, uh, obviously, and, and kids love chicken nuggets. Like that's like the kids' number one food. So I was like, yeah, I'll just uh, I'll hook. 
uh, right. Kitchen's kids up with some chicken fingers. So what did you get for me? What it, what is what is this? What's the we kids got, and what's what's mine? Well, it's it's all for you, bud. Whatever you want, they can have whatever's left over. You, I think you have two sandwiches, uh, two cokes, and uh, and two then cokes. ten chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just full disclosure. Uh, I want to be healthy, so oh. Coke Zero. Come on, dude. I don't have to, Davis. No, the spirit was not you. The spirit was eating a piece of fried chicken on the show. And then you order $40 worth of food. (laughs) I I tried to get him to get you peg leg porker, uh, Dave, but uh, I guess he he couldn't afford that out there. My favorite around here is, um, oh, it's not bad. It's not (laughs) Zaxby's is good, dude. Zaxby's is no. like B plus fast food chicken. Um, never, never had it. There's a place called Slim Chickens, and it is amazing. Um, I asked you if you had a preference, and you I said know you I didn't did even not. think about it. Like I was thinking of fried chicken with bone in. This is not really fried chicken to me. Well, like, I, being I down tried south, to do. I tried to do Hattie B's, but they do not deliver. Um, these are fried no chicken tenders. So you got a sandwich the in there too. I think, and right. some fries. Obviously, don't forget the fries, Dave. <laughs> I got part of the good to me, man. Um, this is my first meal of the day, so I appreciate it, Davis. All right, let's get Peter Overzet's overview. I think it's a really interesting playoff picture. <laughs> we Lots get of- three playoff games each day. Like that's nice coming from two playoff games. Yeah, three playoff games interesting. in this but then economy. We got- covid to worry about and there's also lots of motivation issues i think i mean which teams are are motivated to win this week is something i'm really paying attention to yeah uh you know i've been hawking the news we might get a john wolford playoff game this week which i think would be incredibly exciting um you know i'm keeping tabs on the washington football team guys antonio gibson and uh, terry mclaurin a little banged up here we need to make sure they're a full go uh and gpp is that what you're talking about who heineke the most you recent know? report on no, uh, the most recent report on the washington football team situation is that they are considering platooning alex smith and taylor heineke and the thing that i thought of was like who takes which part of the platoon like is is heineke <laughs> is heineke like the short yardage quarterback like or like i don't know like which one of them is supposed to be better uh at what part but the saturday slate is like not straightforward, but we're not really sweating that much. I mean, we're trying to figure out who is starting for the Los Angeles Rams, but uh, no injuries for the Seahawks, no injuries for Indianapolis. We're still trying to figure out if uh, our boy, super cool Cole Beasley is going to be healthy for this game, but the Sunday slate is a nightmare. So on Sunday, this is what we have to deal with. Uh, Baltimore, Tennessee is fine, but then for Chicago, mm-hmm. is that not true, Dave? It's it more might than not fine. be fine. Why it that? might not be fine. Tennessee Titans trainer oh. has been tested positive for COVID per Adam Schefter. So they're okay. now doing contact tracing. Spoke too soon there. So that makes this even more of a nightmare because we have the New Orleans running back situation where Alvin Kamara is technically eligible to come off, but he has to register enough negative tests. Uh, and then there was a photo circulating this last weekend of Kamara like going out to the club uh, on Friday night. So that seems not great for him coming back 
from the COVID list. We have Dwayne Washington on the COVID list. We have Latavius Murray on the COVID list. Michael Thomas has yet to be activated from the short-term IR. Then we have the uh, Cleveland Browns quagmire, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have Stefanski. Uh, I believe Kadero Hodge is on the COVID-19 list, but Schefter and those guys have not yet reported like, well, are they doing contact tracing for the other wide receivers again? Like, so the, the Sunday slate is pretty up in the air um, as of Wednesday afternoon. I, I also just feel obligated to point out that uh, people have stormed the Capitol building and they are, uh, they disperse tear gas inside. I don't know if it's the Senate or the house and they're telling members to put on gas masks under their seats. If you're wondering what's going on in America right now. But, pe- but, but kitchen but is crushing slate. the fried chicken. <laughs> well, someone had replied on Twitter. Somehow Dave eating all this food is not the most ridiculous thing in our nation right now. And I was like, Oh, what's <laughs> going on? I was like, Oh, the, you had uh, no clue that stuff was going on. Did you know that tear gas had just been dispersed in there? That was it not in the, the building, but outside minutes ago, but yeah. outside of the building. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Crazy big implications on the, uh, the Washington football team. <laughs> yes. How are they getting <laughs> yeah. a very Tutter, emotional awful. game for the Washington football team this week? Tutter, you're awful quiet. What are your initial thoughts on just these two slates? Um, you know, great couple of slates. Hmm. Just, just excited to be here. Great couple of slates. That's about it. Are you excited to, to be here? U- <laughs> trying to figure out the Manchester United showdown. So okay. that starts in five minutes. But other than that, we're good to go. All right. We'll bother you in six minutes then. Davis, okay, cool. thank you for this. Um, I hey, can't give me eat a all review. of this. Oh, you can, eat, you can eat more than you've eaten, though, I think. No, I just ate like three or four tenders. Davis, here's some free advice. Okay. Yeah. Because I know you're trying to get healthier too. But just because it's on the plate doesn't mean you have to eat all of it. Or just because there's oh. 12 cookies doesn't mean you have to eat all 12 cookies. I haven't eaten a cookie since November. Dude, mm-hmm. kitchen, Davis sends me a text like basically after every meal, hashtag clean plate club. And I'm like, <laughs> Davis, I don't care. <laughs> That's Davis. so funny because that's actually what we do with our big dog. She like doesn't always finish her food, so when she when she finishes it, she gets Ooh. an extra treat for being in the clean plate club. Who, better speaking big of big dog. Yeah, speaking of big dog, <laughs> Peter. Food last week, Peter. How amazing was it playing cash rostering the big dog? Because this was basically my past two years. It felt great. It literally was liberating. It felt so freeing to not have to justify not playing him in a great spot didn't have to worry about ownership he was in my shell from like monday at 3 p.m on all week never wavered dave never tinkered it felt great Mm. um go ahead and remind because not not everyone watches all 11 shows that you have so go ahead and just remind people your results your roi everything you want yeah i won a very nice percentage i think i won almost 75 percent of my head-to-heads my roi wasn't as high as it could have been because i punted off 500 to levitan and i lost my 203 of my 100s so uh i got crushed uh with the uh the cash game sharks but uh all the head-to-heads i was receiving on draft gigs over the week ended up being fairly soft shout out to the guy who rolled out uh aj green and dolphins defense against me in one of the lineups <laughs> Isn't that one of the great things about playing cash, though, is just laughing at the idiocy of the other person 
whatever they do, like just just like scoffing at them whenever you open up the game. Yeah, it did feel uh, great to uh, to feel mentally superior, and then I got to feel like an absolute idiot looking at all the Marvin Jones teams uh, that were beating me after staring at him in every optimal lineup all week and not playing him. Yeah, yeah Davis, you got coffin by Nate Noling uh, on Twitter, revealing some of the inside text messages. Nate Nate lost to me by fifteen points. He he I was know. the one. He was the the tweet was coming from inside the coffin, Dave. <laughs> well, the tweet gathered a lot of um a, a lot of attention, and I feel yeah, like I'm really happy for Nate's first ever forty three fave tweet. Good for him. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, well, let's. Do we want to build a lineup on DraftKings first uh, for the Saturday slate? Sounds like a blast. And then we'll we can talk about quarterbacks and everything else, and then uh, then go to FanDuel, and then we'll come back to Sunday. This pricing awesome. is just so soft. I mean, you can really just play yeah. every stud you want. I mean, it's ridiculous. All right, I'll be right back. I'm going to give, uh, I'm just going to put this outside the door because if I don't, I will eat it all. I will eat you, it hey, all. Hey, go get, hey, go get some ice cream cake, dude. Yeah, you yeah. got to wash that down, Dave. Come on. No, Imagine yeah. not eating the ice cream cake. Oh, it's no, so, so good. good. It's so good. <laughs> Kitchen, a blizzard ice cream cake you're not eating? Oh, my gosh, this guy. All right, let's 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 build on for the Saturday slate on DK. Well, classic Dave. Uh, uh, Devin, can can we build our Saturday DK lineup without Dave? Okay. All right. I'm going to start it not with Josh Allen, who is going to be the sick, insane shock, but I'm going to go with one mister, Thomas Brady, and I'm going to stack him with uh, Robert Gronkowski. Just FYI, I am tossing this in the $5 gigantic double up, so don't dupe me. <laughs> so don't, don't, <laughs> Please don't, don't dupe, dupe him, bro. bro. Don't do both. All right, Pete. All right. So we have Brady to Gronk. I think we got to bring it back with uh, Terry McLaurin. Please do check on inactives before the game. PSA. Wow, not going, not going with uh, Logan Moss last week. What, what a run our guy Logan Thomas is on. You want to play two tight ends on a three-game slate? What a Please fish! Please don't dupe me, bro. <laughs> I thought he was going to go Judy McKissick, personally. Brady, Gronk, and then McLaurin, and then is that it? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna Cam Akers it. All right. Ooh, he's got the Q tag. You think he's okay? I think he is just fine. Yes. Man, Davis. Speaking of Akers, Kyler Murray. Are you done with him? Are no, you, I'm done with and, Cliff, though. And Cliff, yeah. Yeah. time. It's time for new leadership. You know, we've seen this country fractured for too long. Uh, it's time for someone new to lead the Arizona Cardinals to victory. The people storming the Capitol have more of a vertical offense than Cliff does at this point. <laughs> this is correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, about that, but I definitely <laughs> laughed. All right. <laughs> um Okay, so do we want to go with some mini correlation with Acres and uh, feature? Both Ooh. Levitan and Kitchen becoming GPP bros in 2021, talking about mini correlations. You, you just absolutely love it. I think it's really going to be tough to get correlation on a three-game. <laughs> so I think we should definitely focus on that. I mean, 
I want to play DK Metcalf, but that matchup oh, is Davis. Are you worried? I am scared of Jalen. I, I legit am worried. Like what DK Metcalf's past two games hey, dude, you against go, the Rams. You want to go? You want to go full Galbrain, bro? They've uh, Tyler Lockett's been eaten. Tyler Lockett's been eating good. What if they put Ramsey on Lockett and then and then we got our boy DK running free? I don't think that they're going to do that because it's going to happen. Lockett has had a few good games. I think they recognize the GAM status of DK Metcalf. But 6,900, stay true to the brand. That's nice. We'll add Lockett in there. Should, right. we, uh, should we revoke the GAM status for, motivation, After we, for motivational purposes for this week? Maybe. So he actually does something. Tuttle, your maybe. voice is so soft today. It feels like you're leading one of my meditation exercises. Can you get Should close I to the mic? Talk louder. I'll put, I'll put <laughs> it. I'll, is this better? Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that hard to correlate on a three-game slate. <laughs> I think the the other issue that I'm having is I didn't use the monster headphones today, mm-hmm. and so I feel like that probably, you know, and now I'm getting a call. Um, <laughs> <laughs> these monster headphones so it's a good show we got going on here guys yeah, anyways let's, let's let's keep building this team anyone here. that tuned into the playoff show gets exactly what they deserve all right so we got brady acres mclaurin lockett and gronk uh peter you're up yeah i think we get another pass catcher in here um let's get a b you uh, you want you want a b over this week you want a b over godwin you think I we can afford godwin yeah, yeah. And this Antonio Brown in this economy, everything everything goes up, Pete. Dude, Tom Brady loves Antonio Brown more than David Kitchen loves Blizzard cakes from Dairy Queen. <laughs> he won't even eat it, Debatable. bro. <laughs> Debatable. All right, so are we going with with AB? Yeah, I love. Man, I really hope this Tampa Bay offense doesn't disappoint because this is the late night hammer. This is the late hammer that's going to get us to where we need to go all right um davis uh what do we have left here we're running back flex and defense with 14 eights four nine hundred left per player all right uh i mean i think we should go naheem hines he's a pretty good pivot off of our guy jonathan taylor who will be pretty chalky this week and obviously is direct leverage on him since every field every snap that hines takes means that taylor's not going to take one I was um, thinking the other night, and I was too lazy to check it out. Within the past two years, didn't we have a playoff game where Naheem Hines was supposed to – like, he was chalk. It was like mm. the, the Colts were – Yes. They're supposed to throw behind the whole game. And yes. And he got none of the work. This was, was last Marlon year. The whole time. Last year. This was last year. I remember this. I don't know if he was chalk, but he was chalk he was within chalky. our circle. Yeah. He was yeah. he was chalk within well, everyone he was, he that was we cheap, knew. Every, yeah, yeah, DFS Twitter chalk for sure. Well, that was a two game slate, uh, so even more so tilting. All right, <clears throat> so let's we. It, what's your Davis? What is your philosophy on rostering defenses on such a short slate? Do you not even care? Do you look for any sort of correlation on a two or three game slate? What's your build rules for defenses? 
Uh, in MME, I basically let it fly. Like I'll just, I'll make, uh, so the way we have it set up in the daily roto optimizer is it's just, uh, defenses or players versus defense. And you can set it zero, one, two, three, four. I just move it all the way up, uh, to yeah. six. Cause I, I make sure that it doesn't matter in like single entry and three max when you're hand building. Um, I mean, obviously you'd like to correlate it a little bit, but I, I, I wonder I wonder if Pete has thought about this at all. Like, do you think there's a little bit of uh, please don't dupe me value in like specifically non-correlating your defense, like playing a defense against your running back, defense uh, against your quarterback, stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and Bime4 always writes the uh, the short slate uh, IQs IQ. over mm-hmm. at Roto Grinders. And the one thing he's been hammering over at Roto Grinders over, we're over on our, on our, our host show. We're yeah, on we our, our own YouTube own. channel. Yes. They, I mean, people might be flooding in watching this, never even heard of Roto Grinders. <laughs> Subscribe to Core Premium. Uh, anyways, one thing he's been here. hammering is like playing the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end from the same team just because it's so underutilized relative to the amount it wins. So I think finding some negative correlations to tell the bros not to dupe you is a, is definitely a good way to do it. Buying for is great on those uh, those Slate IQ articles, by the way. Those are- Yeah, Kitchen reads those every week religiously. I mean, I do I do some of the branding for them, but uh, they, they some of the branding. Uh, but as far as to say, the pictures look great. As uh, as far as the um, by the way, congrats to Eric for winning forty k last night. A Dame three, I think, knocked him out of a hundred k. But uh, those are the, we got to keep Eric humble. That uh, that yeah. three is is good for yeah. all of us. And plus, know? his wife. His wife is going to spend half of that at Target. So, um, all right. So, let, the reason why I ask is because you could go Colts defense here, mm-hmm. at, which would leave you enough salary to play Steph Diggs. Diggs if you wanted to. So, Tuttle, when you're rostering defenses, is it just basically if you roster defense, you hope that they get one pick six? I mean, the, it just it just does not matter. Yeah, on a short slate like this, for sure. I think what T- Tampa Bay defense is going to be chalky, so you just hope that uh, hope that they don't get the pick six, and then it really doesn't matter all that much. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> so let's move on to the quarterback discussion. Cash versus GPP Davis. I mean, Cash, you got pl- to play Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen is is three points better than every other quarterback on the slate, maybe more. Yeah, I, I don't know how you wouldn't play him um, in tournaments. So obviously, Brady, Russ, uh, our guy, our guy, John Walford, 56 rushing yards in his first NFL start. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't build, I would in MME, I would not use any Phil Rivers and I would not use any Alex Smith, but I think there are arguments to be made for the rest of the quarterbacks on the slate. Peter? Um, are you asking if I'm going to play cash or GPPs this week? I'm going to, I'm asking you as someone who has played successfully cash games and GPP games, what your strategies are for each. Yeah. I've actually thought this through, um, from both angles and and how I'd like to approach this slate. I do think Josh Allen, uh, just with all the value on the slate, you got to jam him in and for GPPs, then every other quarterback that's not Josh Allen seems like he would be pretty good leverage is kind of how I'm thinking about it, Dave. 
Yeah. <laughs> Cause how, I mean, we don't even have Pone yet for Josh Allen, but I mean, how, how much you think he's, he'll be rostered Tuttle off the top of your head. Um, Oh, that's a tough question. Will he be over 50% on a three gamer? I mean, that's no, because you're asking me 40% range. The only other QB that's going to pull from him is Russ, right? Russ, right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been completely, complete trash. So he's probably like, I mean, you're still looking to five to 10% at the other quarterbacks. though, too. So I'd say 40%. I feel like I just need to, 150 Josh Allen and hope I get it right. Allen 40%, Brady Wilson 20-ish percent, and the other one's filling in. All right. <clears throat> Running is, backs. Is Wolford the Galbrain play if he gets the if golf sits? The problem is, is like can he even really get 25? I don't know. It it feels pretty thin. I mean, he had he had 56 rushing yards. Uh, in 13 points last week, like, I guess, I guess if he runs for a touchdown, then he can get to 25, but you got to think he's probably not drawing super live to the 300 yard bonus. Maybe if, maybe if cup is activated off the COVID list and he's, you know, cup gets 10 targets instead of Van Jefferson and Josh Reynolds, maybe you say it's a little bit better. I, yeah. Walford probably is the Galbrain play. Uh, especially if his, like, if his projected ownership is like, you know, 12 or something like that. Um, yeah, I guess he probably is. Because if you do the the like Wolford Galbrain play, I mean you can jam every stud. You yeah. can play the best, especially players. on FanDuel, where he is. The range is a lot less. Uh, I think he is sixty two hundred, whereas Josh Allen's like nine k. Uh, but yeah, that that also could just be lighting money on fire. Let's move to running backs. You mentioned Cam Akers, Tuttle. How would you put Cam Akers compared to Jay Taylor on this slate? I mean, Taylor is obviously the better raw projection option, but Akers, I think, is probably no, not probably. He is he is the best point per dollar I think on the slate at the running back position. Um, we saw they they really don't want to give Malcolm Brown any work. Uh, Acres was very questionable all week, ended up being active last week and handled what 25 touches. Uh, they want to give him all the work possible and he's going to get all the work he can handle. Uh, he saw four targets as well. Some work in the passing game uh, and Brown's basically relegated to third down duties again. So, yeah, I mean, Taylor. A- Acres know, is a jam, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's easily the top point per dollar. Taylor is the whole, I could see like the uh, Taylor's a good play and the matchup is better on the ground against Buffalo. Right. So I could see like, I could see making lineups, especially in Buffalo fades where you play Taylor uh, in those lineups, because you're just hoping that the the Colts basically keep the ball away from Buffalo. Um, But yeah, point per dollar wise, it's acres for sure. That's my question about Taylor is because we've seen his role just become absolutely massive, but it's also coincided with two positive game scripts scripts, against the Jags in Pittsburgh. So if they do get down two touchdowns to the bills, are they still feeding him or is it all Heinz? Well, I think you could argue a couple of different things. Like the first being, well, clearly their best chance is not turning this game into a shootout, right? Like they don't want this to be a high scoring game because Buffalo will just outpass them. They're so much better. 
So that, you know, that gives them all the incentive possible to feed Taylor and try and keep it close and, you know, eat time of possession. But then also you say, well, Taylor's going to be mega owned. And we already know if they're down 10 points, Naheem Hines is playing. He will play, he will out snap and out target Jonathan Taylor. That, that does lead me to think that Naheem Hines is the play. And it feels bad to say it, but that you want to kind of be underweight on, on Jonathan Taylor, or at least, you know, match the field. So Davis, um, as far as far as Rojo goes, last week they didn't get him to a thousand yards. They wanted to play it a little bit safe with him, but he did. He did come in, and uh, what he had fifty or sixty yards. I don't know. He beat, he beat his prop for the day. Um, but Kitchen, what's your th- such a sharp sports better these days? What? <laughs> what? What? It was a sweat. What is your thoughts on uh, Tampa Bay running backs this week? I mean, like in a in a vacuum, you have to like Ronald Jones because he should have, you know, great game script. He's priced down on DraftKings at 5,500, but Akers is better than him. Um, Hines is probably better than him. Like Akers probably has more utility in either game script, right? Winning or losing, he's going to be involved. He probably will get a decent chunk of the goal line work. And, you know, uh, Jones still last week, even though he did lead the backfield in touches, he still only played 54% of the snaps was not targeted in that win against Atlanta. They are, they're still uh, demanding to play Fournette um, for, for whatever reason. Tuttle. So a guy I think will probably get overlooked. Um, he's really cheap on DraftKings. Devin Singletary. Yeah. Uh, we know Buffalo wants to pass, which is kind of like he's the better pass catching back, or they've used it more as a pass catching back, I should say. The problem is Moss is going to get the goal line carries if, if Josh Allen doesn't get them. Uh, but Singletary is super cheap. He's a guy that could get three to four targets in a, with a team that wants to throw the ball again. Uh, so I could see playing him in some lineups just to kind of try to work salary around a little bit to make the rest of your lineup fit. I don't think he's got a super high upside, but I think he has been – pretty clearly playing in front of Moss when the games have been close these past couple of weeks. And then Moss kind of evens things out when they're milking the clock well, towards the end of the games. Yeah. And Moss, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Davis, since you are, you watch the all 22, but didn't Moss, whenever he had those two fumbles, I think it was against Pittsburgh. Um, and the roles kind of reversed because it looked like he was going to be the RB one there. And then he had those fumbles and then Singletary came in and has been kind of the go-to guy ever since then. Uh, well, Moss actually has been the lead rusher uh, over the last couple of weeks before the week 17 game, 13, 13, 12 uh, rushes for him. But Singletary gets more of the, the good touches in this offense. Uh, so he's, he, over the last three weeks in the games that mattered seven, eight and 10 carries like Moss, Moss is going to get the first and second down carries, but Singletary is going to get passing downs. Singletary is going to be targeted more and Singletary will probably get whatever goal line work is, you know, not there for Josh Allen. See, I think Peter, clean, clean up like the, the absolute uh, reverse. So I, I think Singletary has been getting pretty much all the early down work and third down work when the games have been close. Like if you go back and watch against Denver when they completely blew him out, I think Moss had probably like eight, nine of his carries in the fourth quarter and pretty much the same thing against New England too. Um, so that's why it looks like he's been the lead back, but he hasn't been used that way. And this is somebody that's been – 
because I know this because I've been playing Moss thinking that he would be an okay play. And then I just get really tilted until he finally starts getting carries in the fourth. Peter, clean this up for us. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to play either of them. I mean, the Bills just want to pass in all situations. So for like Moss to get there, you need two goal line touchdowns. For Singletary to get there, you probably need like a really sideways game script where he's catching a ton of checkdowns. Um, so yeah, I don't... I, I think they both have nice floors. I just don't know where you find the ceiling with either of these guys. Yeah. Seattle running back situation is a little gross. So let's go really quickly to the Washington running back situation, Peter. Let's game script this out. Let's say that Tampa Bay goes nuts. Where are we with the Washington running backs? Yeah, I think the temp. I think people are going to definitely talk themselves into McKissick, McKissick just from the game script standpoint. Uh, and yeah. it, it makes sense, but I still think Gibson is the guy there uh, who can really explode, you know, for 102 touchdowns there and, and win you a GPP. So I don't know if you need the what 900, I guess for sure you can get down to McKissick, but I prefer to get up to Gibson. And my guess is with the Q tag, the, uh, the quote unquote bad matchup, I think he'll probably be pretty under owned. All right, let's open FanDuel real quick and do a Saturday-only slate. And while we do that, uh, what are thoughts on the flex spot? Just wide receivers and tight ends, yeah, Davis? Just just wide receivers. Um, not not my flex spot. No no running backs for me on the on the Saturday slate, I don't think. All right. Uh, all right, so FanDuel, they got a nice little three-game slate there. Feel free to enter this into the pooch punt if you want to, uh, Peter. <laughs> Massive equity. Are we? Are you guys? Are you guys going to play any of the six game slate stuff, or are the prize pools just so? No. Do we I'm even leave have that like to Evan five, Silva? Do we even have like five k to first? Like, I would have been so people, people get very passionate about not having bigger prize pools for the six game slates. I mean, I, yeah. I, if they had, if they had, if they had ten k to first, yeah. I would, but I'm not going to do it for like $600 or first. Like I get that on a Tuesday soccer slate. We can just lament about how it used to be back in the day when you had good sweat that second day. It was so nice. Uh, and now it's just like two, although having an extra game is yeah. good, is nice. Like our people already think that, you know, two, like the playoff weekends are the best sports weekends. Having three games each day is nice for sure. So, Dan, start us off. Okay, I'm going to go unique with this one. And Josh Allen. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with the uh, the Gibson-Washington football team correlation. Ooh, baby. Okay. The problem is Gibson looked like he was going to start getting more passing work, more third down work, but was that in Dallas way back when they played. And then he got injured. And they basically don't want to use him as a receiver. So if he's going to hit value, it's going to be with Washington playing the, with the lead. Okay. Peter. All right. Um, should we just, should we just continue jamming cam acres? I say we jam cam acres. Yeah, yeah. sure. Davis. Um, what do we, what do we think the odds are that our guy Beasley plays? Because he will it not be owned. It, the you team think, says he's week to week still. I, okay. I think it's pretty right. bad. We're going. We're going. JB fifty seven hundred. John Brown. Yeah. Smokey Brown. All right. You know what I just realized too. 
this uh, this Tampa Bay Washington is after Brady's bedtime. <laughs> I w- I had seen some betting trends too of uh, home dogs in the playoffs are normally extremely live uh, historically. So I, I like this little, uh, yep. Brady upset in Washington. <laughs> well, what kitchen? You got a, <laughs> a, lot, of, a kitchen? lot of upsets in uh, Washington these days. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people that are upset, uh, <laughs> as far as, as far as though the, the, the trends about home games, we don't have like any trends as far as a home games without fans. So that's all I'm going to say. All right. Um, uh, I'll put Josh Allen in there. I feel like we're already unique enough with the, the Gibson and Washington football thing. So Allen Brown, Antonio Gibson, Akers, we got two receivers, a tight end and a flex stamp. Oh, let's just double stack with Diggs. Boom. Diggs. I'll let you add in some correlation, Peter, if you oh, want. Oh God, it is such a pleasure. When yeah, Dave asked me to add a little correlation to the lineup, whoo, gets bring a little it hot back, baby. Oh God. Um, <laughs> I, it, now's a, now's a great time to bring out the age bias. Screw T.Y. Hilton. Let's throw Pittman in here. Yeah, there we go. There we go, Pete. Do it for, uh, do it for all of us out there who can't stomach T.Y. Hilton <laughs> on a three game slate. He's so cheap on, on DraftKings. Pittman he is. is yeah. He's like 30. Popping in the floor optimals. All right. So if we do that, we've got a tight end and a flex, seventy-seven fifty left per person. I, uh, yeah, we can we can make this work. Davis, uh, wait, how much do we have left? We have fifteen five for two spots, so seventy-seven fifty per person. We just do we just go back to to Gronk? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, let's do let's do Gronk. Feel pretty good about Gronk cooking up some playoff magic with his old buddy, Tom. All right. And then we got plenty of salary we can leave, whoever we go with. Um, you know, we can play Godwin. We can play Taylor, whoever you want there. Because you don't have to – a lot of people don't know this, Peter, but one of the GPP things is you don't have to make a lineup that is, you know, close to $0 left. It disgusts me. That's why I enjoyed playing cash games so much. I actually yeah. refused to submit a lineup that didn't use the full salary. Um, it actually offended me and in, in my base principles. Yeah. So, and uh, lineup HQ, you can also, if you go to build rules. Over at Roto Grinders, right, Dave? Yeah, it's over there, <laughs> over there at rotogrinders.com. <laughs> Um, lineup HQ, you can go to build rolls and you can say your, your mat, your max offense versus defense, and you can set really, you can set everything, but including salary constraints. So you could say, Hey, I don't want anything over 58,000. I want all my builds to be under 58,000. And you could do that using lineup HQ over there at uh, rotor grinders. <laughs> Shout out to rotor grinders for sponsoring the show. <laughs> They got some great Let's, stuff over there. They do. They really do. <laughs> and some of the some of the people that work there are just top notch. The design uh, on the site these days, I don't know who's behind that, but it stops me in my tracks every time I go over there. Shout out very to very creative. Shout out to Alex Blendell. Uh, all right. Let's uh let's go on to the Sunday slate. This is the slate that people are gonna be 
really interested in and that news could potentially help hurt however you want. It's, it's basically like how you predict the news. Like, how are you going to predict the news and, and script it out? Do you think that Stefanski matters at all? Do you think that that uh, offensive lineman matters at all? Kadero Hodge doesn't really matter at all. But other receivers there could. Uh, so, Davis, what's your uh, predicting the news? What is your initial thought on the Browns? They're going to get smoked. Like, no, no in person practice. They almost got beat by the Steelers' B team last week. They don't have their head coach. Like, just all of the, and, and, people think the Steelers suck because well, they kind of do suck. So you got, you kind of have like enough, enough money staying in on, on the Browns that it's like the line's not going to swung, you know, in, in any kind of crazy way. Yeah. The, the Browns are going to get smoked here. Peter. I I'm not so like, what makes you so confident? The Steelers have looked like absolute no, the, trash. <laughs> they've been great. Steelers have been great the past <laughs> five weeks. The one thing, did you see uh, the Browns having him, haven't even been able to get in their facility because of COVID stuff. They're practicing virtually today. So uh, I don't know. I could see the Steelers at home. Uh, I don't know. I'm not so confident that the, uh, the Browns are going to pull off an upset. Tuttle. Uh, on this slate, you just stack Baltimore and Pittsburgh and called it a, <laughs> that's not even what we're talking about. We're talking about the Browns. What's right. your take on the Browns? That the Pittsburgh, you just stack Pittsburgh. Okay. Against the Browns, obviously. <laughs> obviously. All right. I was so... tracking the conversation. The slate's well, easy. Sack vault. There's two. I mean, there's one just absolutely trash defense on the slate with Tennessee. So it's you just all the Baltimore players. And then you take all the Pittsburgh players and you call it a day. It is. I'm, I'm having a hard time focusing. There's a lot going on in the world. There's a full DK Blizzard cake in kitchens, freezer right it's now. It's not That's even like, been eaten. Gosh. Why is this dude not eating the Blizzard cake? My brain I never everywhere. agreed. Guys, listen, part of my transformation is the evolving self-discipline that I have compared to how I used to be. Where if a Blizzard just called my name, I would, I, I would answer. Um, but I've got to, I got to be smart. I got to be smart. The, the dad bod depends on to him as a mindset. So quarterbacks for the slate, Lamar Jackson over everyone, Davis. I mean, Lamar is the best play, but if you are, if you're trying to generate yourself some Sklansky bucks, you want, you want Tannehill fading Derrick Henry. You, you put yourself, uh, you put yourself in a spot where you, you know, you've, we've already seen it happen a bunch of times this year. Tannehill can rack up five touchdowns um, and obviously ownership is going to get more condensed. I guess the, the problem with that is on a three game slate, you're much more likely to get coffined by Derrick Henry only getting 21 because that can at running back like that can play in a way that it's not going to in a 10 game slate. Okay. So here's the question. If you play Derrick Henry, can you play Lamar Jackson? Um, you shouldn't like, they're probably the two most negatively correlated players of the slate. Well, unless Uh, no, I, that's not true because yeah, I mean, if, well, I mean, we saw it happen last year with this playoff (laughs) game, right? Davis going back and forth with himself is why I asked this question. So (laughs) yes, in the sense of for Lamar to do well rushing, you don't like if Lamar has a really good rushing game that probably precludes like a 250 yard two touchdown game, but Lamar dropping back 52 times and throwing three touchdowns, getting the 300 yard passing bonus and getting some scrambles um, is obviously better with a big Henry game. 
I don't know, but I think that'll be a popular correlation though. Don't you think? Peter? Yeah, I, I think it's fine to use those two. They're just going to be so popular that you're going to have to find a pretty unique route around it. You are just giving up so many points if you don't play Lamar um, that your lineup really needs to tell quite the story if you don't have him. At least dust your people's QBs on the slate. Uh, it's, it's so bad. bad. Yeah. Like Drew Brees, like the Saints could put up 40 and Drew Brees could have like 14 points. Yeah, I, mean, I will be playing zero Drew Brees teams uh, for sure. I mean, Mitch, Mitch is the Mitch is the the DGAF play. Just hope that he gets up to twenty five in garbage time, scrambles for a touchdown, um, and and obviously many like I mean I think that the Bears can beat the Saints because I think Drew Brees is is so dusty and bad. Great comment in the chat here from. Ted, David Skolansky used to be my next door neighbor. <laughs> that is a great comment. It, it, that is a great, a great comment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Baker is like the second lowest uh, price quarterback. I mean, I think he's in play, right? Like the, the quarterbacks that are in play are Lamar, Tannehill, and Baker. No. No? There's two quarterbacks in play. Just from the Baltimore Tennessee game, yeah. But if Derrick Henry goes off, it could negate both of those quarterbacks. That's what that's projections only- wise, Davis. What you guys probably I haven't looked at projections at all on the slate. What Roethlisberger is is probably the the third highest projected. That's how Cardi uh, has it. Yeah, I I don't even have ours up, but I would imagine that's the way because it's just going to be so tied to team total. Yeah. The um. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You don't have to play Breeze or Roethlisberger. You just play Michael Thomas and Deontay Johnson and get all of their, you know, three-yard targets just over mm-hmm. and over on exactly. repeat. <laughs> Slant boy. <clears throat> all right, let's well, build a draft I mean, lineup. Is Michael is Thomas Michael Thomas going to be back, though? Like, open question. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it's every, pretty confident. If you listen to Silva, uh, he who never misses an opportunity to mention a uh, text he got from Nick Underhill, uh, Nick is saying... <laughs> that uh michael thomas is gonna be good to go i mean that's that's just all mainstream reporting too is that like breeze is saying like we're happy to have michael thomas back for the playoffs i mean the the line is 10 i mean it's that's a lot of points uh and if michael thomas wasn't playing i think that would that might not be the the case all right DraftKings lineup peter you start wow what an honor um let's get funky let's get funky let's play uh let's play Tannehill. a little uh a little homage to dave there all right if we play Tannehill, let's just go ahead well hmm. i'm gonna pair him with Corey davis aj brown is is a man he is just a man and Corey Davis have a good game last last You're game, making but... quite the case for Corey Davis yeah. over AJ well, Brown. Here, here's well, here's the thing. Bug. Here it, it's building it up, and then here's the thing. <laughs> AJ Brown's ankle is just it, it's like a pile of noodles. So that is like a every game he goes down, like with an ankle injury. I just I don't I trust this. I do not trust 
that ankle for being the highest priced uh, wide receiver on this slate. So what about the 11 targets, 151 yards and a touchdown? No, that's, last that's week? good. If you that, pause. <laughs> that's good. Like, can you imagine what he would do on a healthy ankle? That's, that's what I would say to that. But like he goes down every game with this ankle injury. And I, I just think that at some point it's, um, you know, it, it, it's going to severely affect him. So I'm going to play Dr. Chow and say that uh, it, Corey do, Davis do it, is going to beat the guy. Do it. Chow. Um, <laughs> oh, is this some dude Chow from you as well? Uh, our buddy Chris Jamino does all the projection stuff at, at over, Riders. He's over a, at he's a he's a secret Jamino or he's a secret Chow lover. Really, there's a lot of them out there. The cocoon, the Chow cocoon, yeah. is alive and well. Uh, Davis and his coworker, I think. So yeah, good guy. Davis and Clay Travis or Eskimo bros on working with uh, Dr. Chow. Davis outkicked the coverage with his coworkers. <laughs> Love this. All see right. It. So we got Tannehill and Corey Davis. Tuttle, you go next. Um, let's go Marquise Brown. Uh, you cheap. 5,400 Marquise Brown. Man, the, the, and the Titans' defense is just not It's so bad. It's it is, so bad. It is terrible. Um, so, even, so, yeah, you, you, print the, you print money this week. Tannehill, double stack, double bring back, Marquise yeah. Brown, Mark Andrews, and you just fade yep. You fade the big dog and you just pray. You light, you, light some, you light some candles, you burn some sage, and you pray. You go all Kyrie Irving on this lineup. Yeah. It's also the first game. So, as you know, if you, you know, whatever you do in cash, Davis – you can always you have two opportunities to swap. You have two separate swaptions. You are such a GPP bro these days. Dave no, over here. I no. just want all the information early. I can no, make no, my no, leverage no, no, no. swaps late. Swaptions also apply to cash games, Peter. I'm surprised you didn't learn this last week. Oh, I did. Oh, he I did, was, uh, bud. Dave, he learned firsthand. Davis started spooking me into swapping like literally after Marvin Jones's first catch. This I mean, is what was... Davis does. This is what <laughs> Davis, Davis does. Who, who was who was right though? Who was right? <laughs> All of my swaps were correct except one in a 109. I ended up making a bad swap. Tuttle, what's the one oh, thing? Shit. What's the one thing that Davis says every week in her secret chat? We swapping guys. We swapping. <laughs> swapping question mark. That is the one thing he always comes in. Everyone will be talking about whatever else. And he'll just come in with we swapping guys. And the answer, <laughs> like sixty percent of the time, is yes. It's like OG Mark Gindy uh, <laughs> wanting to win a million dollars after the first touchdown pass. So, all right, Tannehill, Corey Davis, Brown, Andrews, Peter. You have anything else to add? Uh. Yeah, didn't we say we we're gonna double stack? So let's we are gonna throw AJ Brown in this. Okay. I know the ankle is made yeah. out of tortoise, but I'm just not scared, Dave. Wait, it's so we have Tannehill, Corey Davis, Marquise Brown, AJ Brown, Mark Andrews. We're doing yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, yes, you love to see it. And then the the natural fit is then you well. This lineup the, the is very natural pop- fit to this lineup. Well, I, Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say then you you play David Montgomery and then you play which I mean what like what it depends on what happens Thursday with the Saints first. running backs, right? Well, I mean, if there's only I mean, do we play Ty Montgomery again? No. Well, what do you what are you worried about? Who are you worried about? 
It, well, is it is it Latavius? Is it like because Kamara? I don't think is a lock to be back by Sunday. I think he's pretty close I, to it. I, yeah, I think he's. I think he's gonna be fine. I think he's like eighty percent to to be fine. He, he, have, he can make he can make a timetable. It's just then a matter of if he tests positive again or not. That's the beauty of the show. It's super evergreen. I mean, you guys can fire this thing up on Sunday morning and uh, the takes will be just as good. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally like giving opinions on, you know, COVID news four days in advance. So let, let's talk more about Cleveland, why don't we? No, well, situation. let's just play it because Davis is setting up, uh, you're, you're setting up a Chicago win in New Orleans from behind in an upset with the Montgomery yeah, so play. Montgomery, Kamara, Bears. And that gives us 2,800 in the flex. This sounds like a good team to me. Ooh, 2,800 flex is, uh, that's like a, a Titans tight end. It's like the uh, onslaught, Titans onslaught. <laughs> okay, this did get, maybe we don't yeah, play this, Kamara. This got away from us a little bit. Yeah. What, if we, what if we play Michael Thomas and then in the what flex. that okay, leaves yes, us 5,000 yes. so that we could play Connor? Although I hate using all my salary in a GPP line. I mean, that's like, dude, it's that's like literally saying, please Connor. dupe me, bro. <laughs> please dupe me. It's a good, that's a good lineup. Very nice. All right. Who's we talked about James Conner. Nobody. We Green talked about quarter. Right there, <laughs> we talked about quarterbacks. Let's game script. We've talked about Derek Henry. He's obviously um, a must play in cash games. Right. Tuttle. I uh, no. <laughs> you want to go you want to expand on that you're calling you, you said david montgomery is the most playing cash games no no no. the big dog the big oh the big dog d himber um no okay <laughs> no no the Not show playing. is electric today <laughs> I'm not saying he's a must play. <laughs> All right. Um, so as far All right, as well, no, hold on. There is, there is a key thing we got to talk about with running back for the Sunday slate, which is Welcome you, back in MME, Twitter, Davis. In, in, <laughs> in MME, do you just, do you just not play Nick Chubb at all? Cause he is going to be way more owned than his likelihood of showing up in optimals. I think you have to create stories with these MME stuff. So you correlate like your your chub with your Browns defense. Um, I think you want to create some Pittsburgh stacks with Hunt, thinking that he might get the passing game work as well. But uh, Chubb is not a must play for sure. I feel like you're starting to re, um, repeat stuff from your 12 hour DFS masterclass audiobook series, Kitchen. <laughs> I like to correlate my chub too. I wrote that book. So. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's just like, why am I going to buy the cow when I can get the milk for free out of this whole cash, yeah. you know? <laughs> Play wherever you want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tuttle, what's your thoughts on uh, Pittsburgh running backs? You've always had a pretty nice beat on them. <laughs> it's, it's so ugly. <laughs> it's so ugly. Just take their pass catchers. I mean, Connor, Connor might like scoot in for a touchdown, but even like even if he scores a touchdown, what's the likelihood that he ends up in an optimal lineup? Yeah. Uh, is there a pass catching? Is there any other pass catching running backs that you like, Davis? 
on the Sunday slate, I mean, it yeah. would be it would be Hunt theoretically, but they really haven't even used him like that. Like he he is like the third down back. But I mean, I guess his his best game did come back against Baltimore, which would set up uh, theoretically similarly to this. But I don't know. I mean, like James Conner is probably a better play in that same game script because he has more touchdown upside than Hunt does. I don't know. The, the Sunday slate, it feels so much is up in the air right now. Like we could just be saying shit that's completely meaningless if COVID breaks. Yeah, that's true. Most that's like the, the yeah, that's the whole small cast <laughs> motto. Uh, Peter, running backs for Baltimore. Yeah, I was, I was uh, just going to bring that up. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dobbins had the massive day, but still had, you know, similar amount of carries is Gus. Uh, I'm interested in in both of these guys, though. I think Gus's price point is super nice. If he falls into the end zone twice, you're cooking. And Dobbins has the upside that we've seen to, to rip off some long ones. And I assume at 6,600, people aren't going to be prioritizing him. He feels like the Antonio Gibson on this slate that has the upside, but will probably go overlooked. Okay, let's go to wide receiver and talk about some big play receivers, some slate-breaking wide receivers, Davis. Who do you have? Well, I mean, obviously, our guy, AJB, is the mm -hmm. best one. It's just he's going to be, like, the chalkiest chalk. Marquise Brown looks pretty strong. I think the I think picking – pin the tail on the Steelers' wide receivers is probably the key to whoever wins uh, 100K – on Sunday, you know, if it, if it's, if it's Claypool again, if it's Deontay, if it's Juju, my, my guess is that it's probably Juju just because he has the best role. Like Juju just has the best role regardless of uh, like, it seems like, it seems like Deontay and Claypool's playing time. just ends up to being more variable, but then you go look at Deontay's game logs and you're like, shit, how many times has he gotten 17 targets in a game? Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe the rule and the rule that you do in MME is just min one, min one Steelers wide receiver. Now we're back to a classic show. I think that's a bad, that, that's a bad rule though, right? Why, why would that be a bad rule? These guys do so much of their production just on receiving, like the actual reception. They get a point for, for actual reception, like they're they're ceiling it's not one guy eating up everything it's that the targets get spread around but they so all you, have you, spiked you get, weeks all of them all of them have 25 plus point weeks yeah so why would but why would you Deontay is the, the constant right so why would you want to well like, he's the constant unless he gets benched yeah he's are, are you projecting him getting benched this week davis no, but he has had he has had more very well, and Claypool has had a lot of variability in his playing time too. The only one who is a hundred percent constant is Juju. Claypool is yeah. the one that's been. I don't look at last week's snaps because the game was meaningless, but Claypool the the prior two weeks was the guy that was losing snaps to James Washington. They they <clears throat> they sat Deontay, you know, that first half in Buffalo, and then they're like, well, he's the only guy that can he drops a lot, but he's the only guy that Ben actually likes throwing to. So then they kept playing him and then it was Claypool that was losing the, the field time. I don't think yeah. you should limit two of the receivers is basically what I'm saying. Well, and, and Davis, you talked about the Pittsburgh wide receivers, but what about Baltimore wide receivers? I mean, if you're not targeting this Titans defense with something, you're doing it wrong because they are historically bad. So they are very bad. 
I, 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 I do kind of want Tennessee to win this game so that we get Kansas City versus Tennessee because then that's the peak David Kitchen versus yeah. Davis Maddock game and the Mo- yeah. and Mahomes hangs up like a sixty burger in but the play. But what if D Himber? You want that because Kitchen yeah, what if gets D- that much closer? No, oh, I, let me man. let me tell you this: the biggest bet I made in all of twenty twenty was on the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Tennessee Titans. I bet my entire offshore. Uh, sports betting account on the Chiefs money line, and I never once had a droplet of sweat. You, what, well, did, you did, you did the first quarter, but then no. it wasn't. After did that. you get Sammy Reed to bet you Steelers first Chiefs too? And Michael Leone bet me Buccaneers first Chiefs. Wow, <laughs> Davis getting it in good. <laughs> yeah, well, boy. the Chiefs, the Chiefs lost to the Raiders, and people lost their minds, bro. All right, well, let's go back to the uh, Baltimore pass catchers you mentioned like obviously andrews obviously brown but also boykin boykin got touched on pass last week i feel like boykin's the guy that could potentially like break the slate with like two long touchdown catches wait did you say miles boykin yeah oh this is a gal brain uh tout right it's not here. a gal brain like you who are the receivers these defenses who are the receivers? Yeah, who are the receivers for Baltimore? Unless you're going to play, throw up the X and play Dez no. or du- Duvernay. I, I'm not they saying it as split. an insult, but you have to admit, Miles Boykin is a Galbraith play on this slate. It is not a well. I mean, it's a GPP play. You play to win the slate. I know. Miles- I'm, not, I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying own up to the fact that it's a Galbraith play. Isn't I said Des slate breaking better, wide receivers. Isn't Des Bryant the better Galbrain play because they just use him like a tight end and try and throw him touchdowns? I mean, can he move? Well, I guess he did get He's, four catches for 28 yards the last time they played Tennessee. Oh, yeah, he's got a touchdown in the past two weeks. <laughs> it's ugly. If you look at their, their routes run, Baltimore's routes run after – Andrews and uh, Marquise Brown, it, it gets ugly fast. They basically just rotate everybody else. Yeah. All right. Uh, any interest in Cleveland wide receivers? I don't mind Jarvis. No. I mind him. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I will not be playing him in any of my single entry or to, three max contests. You want me to send you a head-to-head with Jarvis Landry? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't scoop me, bro. This is this is okay. I, I am so tilting about this because I the one 109 I beat was against Ryan Hodge, and I mentioned <laughs> it on my review show, and he got mad and immediately sent me a 109 for the full six game slate. So of course I had to upset, uh, accept it, but now I have to do cash game research on Saturday for the six game slate for one 109. So if anyone wants to send me head to heads again, might as well, might as well run it back because I'm gonna have to research it for that one. There you go. That is the ultimate. That is the ultimate cash game tilt. Is when a fi- you think a fish beat you in a head-to-head <laughs> game, and so you send them an invite for another, another cash game. Oh, All right, okay, right back in. Uh, Peoples Jones got a concussion last week. You've got Kadero Hodge, who is not going to be playing because of COVID stuff. So you got Landry. You've got Hooper, and then. Higgins, I guess, would be the other guy if you wanted to, to go down that route. The old, filling that old Odell role. 
All right, let's build a FanDuel lineup and then we can get out of here. I just can't wait for the Browns to be out of my life. To like, Does anyone else have that same relief of like, just that great, I'm glad you make the playoffs, but like, I don't want to talk about your team anymore. No, I. are you kidding me? If the Browns win this game... The more the Browns win, the better off it gets because like people's hopes and their, you know, the underdog story and everything else. I'm rooting for the Browns this week. Day, I will say in, I mean, last year, I mean, with D Hember cooking up, I mean, you were just all over the Titans. I haven't felt any sense of because he knows what's coming. He knows what's coming and he's backing off. I mean, you, 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 when you have a historically bad defense, you can look forward to, well, first of all, last, last year was more of a surprise this year. It's more of like the standard, like remember last year, every week I would say Derek Henry and every week Derek or Davis would like laugh at me. And then every week, except for the last week, he would be crying a puddle of tears for not playing Derek Henry. That's that was fun. This this year, Davis actually agrees that Derrick Henry is a man and, you, you know, it's going to be tough fading him. So that takes a little bit of the fun out of it. The head-to-heads are already flowing in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about Peter saying that Derrick Henry was not an alpha running back in best ball stuff. We're just going to move on to FanDuel, the Sunday lineup. And uh, Davis, start with you. Well, I guess we go with the with TBD, the big dog. You got to, I think, on on FanDuel. I don't know how like you don't FanDuel. play Derrick Henry. Ten point two. Actually, no. Is that a salary? I'm on the six games late. There is a nice little there is a nice little tournament for uh, for him on the six games. All right, Sunday Main FanDuel.com. All right, Derrick Henry Tuttle, you're next. Um, let us go with Deontay. Okay. <laughs> you love Deontay on FanDuel. I do. <laughs> and I'm here. I'm, I am here for it. Derek Henry, Deontay, Peter, you're up. Yeah. Let's go with the guy that may or may not be negatively correlated with Derek Henry, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Can't make up my mind. <laughs> Davis was like the gif of the woman who tastes Kombucha the lady. Yeah. Oh, Kombucha yeah. girl. <laughs> really got my mind in a pretzel still i still don't know how i feel <laughs> all right so lamar dehember deontay Ooh, i'm just man all right let's go with let's get funky with it shall we let's go wide receiver Looking right now at the, uh, the projections over there on Rotor Grinders. sort by dollars per point. Yeah, definitely sort by dollars per point. Average let's put Higgins. Points. Let's put Higgins in there. Let's get a little mini correlation. He's fifty five hundred. <laughs> let's put him in there. I was gonna do Chubb, but then it was it's just too easy. All right. And plus, we don't have all the salary in the world after going Lamar and Derrick Henry. So Tuttle, you're back up. Um, Actually, no, Davis is back up. Um, well, I'll fill in our second running back slot with James Conner. A little mini correlation with Higgins there. 
Okay. Tuttle? Hollywood Brown. We'll, we'll make this the Hollywood team. And we'll take Brown. That's not even a mini correlation. That's just a big old correlation right there. That's okay. Chub right there. All right. 5,100 per player, tight end flex defense. Peter? Am I going to be able to afford Mark Andrews? Or we? No, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do the, the galaxy brain play. That's not a galaxy brain play. Miles Boykin. For you, Kitch. At 5K. You're so proud of yourself <laughs> with that price tag. Oh, yeah. great play oh, and affordable. Great. <laughs> All right. Kitchen, will uh, you will you eat ice cream before we leave, bro? It's downstairs in the it, actually it's in the refrigerator. I can't even I'd have spot. I've got all my freezer meals. Well, you got there, you so got to eat it. You got to eat it before it melts, kid. I know it's what I'm saying. I got to put it in the freezer. This thing is huge. It is, I mean, it's a $35 cake. <laughs> Imagine. Well, it's I hope that gets you. I hope people and I said no. This is just for one. <laughs> all right. Uh let's do uh, let's do should we do Cole commit <laughs> <laughs> and then we're left with 5200 left uh for defense yeah it sounds like we don't have to do Cole commit <laughs> <laughs> well i mean the yeah. tight end options let's say let's say we go uh bears defense the second cheapest defense then the tight end option 6800 and that gets us nobody <laughs> that gets us jared cook so I don't E I E I E I O Tuttle? Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Are we gonna get an E I E I O slate? Is he no, I think what we up? should do 5200. It's January season, even though he hasn't been getting when is the last time John caught a pass? Yeah, even though he's not been getting much love. Tight Titans tight ends are just too good. You gotta right. play yeah, they're too good. They never catch any passes, they're too good. No, but they're all good, so they all like vulture each other. It's just like, oh yeah, pick your poison opposing defenses. All right, Tuttle, you got a terrible take for us. Um, I mean, now it might be EIEIO. I haven't Ooh. done my Eric oh. Ebron research, but okay, I, I actually do have a, a terrible take for uh, uh, Saturday slide though. Okay, let's hear it. Lock in Gerald Everett called it a boom. Ooh. A little twelve personnel action, huh? Huh? okay um let's go with davis final thoughts um you know i mean i hope that we get more information on the sunday slate i'm pretty excited i bet we to, won't i bet we won't davis i'm pretty excited to just run 150 bills double stacks on saturday and uh, also very excited for at least one of the steelers wide receivers to show up in the uh in the 100k or what, what's first place on dk on sunday probably 100k maybe 500k yeah who, who knows but I, I i know that uh one of the steelers wide receivers will be in there Peter, closing thoughts stay safe be good to each other and enjoy dfs the greatest distraction of all I will just say again, thank you for everyone that has commented, liked on my uh, personal weight loss journey into peak dad bodhood. Uh, love to you all. Love to everyone, even that want to see me fail. You know, there are people out there that want to see me fail. They want to see me go into uh, back in old habits. It's not going to happen. So appreciate the gathering of positivity. Make sure you like the Swolecast. Hit the subscribe button. We'll see you next week, maybe, here on the Swolecast. Over there at rotogrinders.com. <laughs>